beginning is a very delicate time. Know then that it is the year 10,191. In this time, the most precious substance in the universe is the spice melange. The spice extends life. The spice exists on only one planet in the entire universe. The planet is Arrakis, also known as Son, a podcast about you. What's up, Sandies? Welcome back to another episode of Sand, a podcast about Dune. Uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> we're your hosts, Lance and Molly, uh, and we are uh, joined today with uh, a guest. Naomi is here on mic. Say hello. Hi. <laughs> we'll get into it, but Naomi watched the uh, miniseries with me, and she has not read Children of Dune, so she'll be asking us questions. I mm-hmm. I resisted the temptation to tell her all the differences between the book and the mm-hmm. and the miniseries, and we'll see how much made sense. Very cool. Before we get started, I I have a theory about what this book is about, like that line where he says. Where Leto too says that this is not my skin. I'm wondering mm-hmm. if that I think maybe we already established this that the whatever that weird spirit is that actually comes in and abominates him, if mm-hmm. that comes in during the the spice trance and he, I guess we already knew that, but that he makes that choice to become the worm because of this guy, and then it's just like a history repeating itself kind of story oh no i'm gonna have to i forgot i wish i had written this down what was it, it was, i was watching it and i was like oh my god i got it all right we'll see if it comes back okay yeah maybe it'll come back as we as we discuss but, it. yeah i need i am on to something i know it i'm sure you are at least, at least more than i was because i still don't know what it's about so yeah we'll be focusing on part three of of the miniseries i guess we can start with because uh, Naomi didn't join us during the first two parts. Did you have any questions about the first two parts that you wanted to address before we start on part three? I can't really think of anything like right off the bat, but I feel like maybe things will come up as we discuss the third one potentially. Okay. Well, Naomi, I would okay. love to hear your overall take on the on the series. Okay, yeah, like on the entire miniseries? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoyed many aspects of it it was and then there are many aspects that were like kind of (laughs) cuckoo but also enjoyable Mm -hmm. uh like the costuming and the sets and and then there are also things about it where i was like i feel like if you had no experience with the books that you would just be like what is happening and like a lot a lot of points in the in the (laughs) different episodes of the miniseries Mm mm-hmm well, wait, was there a particular point? Like, did you feel like, oh, my God, I have no idea what's going on? Yeah, I'm not sure if it's just because the third one is when I watched the most recently. And so it's like freshest in my mind. But just everything that was going on with Alia, mm-hmm. And then what was going on with, I guess, with yeah him turning into a worm. Because it's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like 
the impression was it was like, oh, did you touch the sand trout or whatever? Which I was like, I've never heard those words before. Um, and then all of a sudden, he's got like an impression on his skin, and now his skin is changing. And I think his teeth got weird at the end. And not really sure what, like, kind of have an idea of maybe what that could symbolize, mm. but not sure about the really the ins and out of that transformation <laughs> and what it means. Yeah. Yeah. That was honestly the, the thing I was wondering the most is how that translates to someone who hasn't read the book, because that part of it is so, and we'll, we'll get to it once we get to that part in, in part three, but that part made the least sense. I feel like in the whole mini series. Well, and okay. Okay. So some of, some of my theory, <laughs> I'm going to keep coming back to it. I'm going to keep building on it. So some of my theory is that, in the movie, this is different. Yeah, well, th- yeah, they don't even address this at, at all in the movie. Yeah, they don't address this at all in the movie. But I think it's the whole point of the book, <laughs> of the three books, almost like why they even int- they began the whole thing with Abomination. Because I couldn't understand why Abomination played such a huge role, exactly, other than it was kind of mm-hmm. an interesting thing. But I feel like it's that it's like. Um, power spirit that's bigger than any individual person could ever be and so like you your soul gets overridden by like this like monolithic i don't know it's like behemoth of past souls all coming together that were the strongest due to conquering <laughs> like this was a warrior mm-hmm. soul that takes over leto too and then establishes like a, a giant war I don't know. So I, I just think that there's there's something interesting about. Oh, and then also if if it was the spice trance that made this guy enter into Leto too, like you know made him vulnerable, like we knew it would. Um, it was like totally the hubris of the people in charge of Leto too, who really let him down and like power just corrupting itself entirely. So I, I just feel like it doesn't. It ends. With no, like, I don't, I think that it ends very tragically. <laughs> and I feel like we didn't yeah. totally, like, land on that because it goes on. But it's, like, in a really, I don't trust the direction it's going in. Anyway, that's. Hmm. Well, now that you say that, I guess I did kind of, like, and I think we, I think we touched on this. I did, I did kind of, like, pick up a theme on, like, you know, obviously we talked about, like, history repeating itself. But I guess when you become a person in in power you have the option of essentially repeating anything that any leader or a person of power has ever made you know and and leto's path his stated goal is well that's not what i'm gonna do i'm gonna become this new leader and that's why it's like this twist at the end will no, he's just going to end up essentially being this horrible horrible leader from yeah. you know from the past well, so he didn't he didn't get to do what he wanted to do yeah exactly so i i don't know that we landed as firmly on that it's like a really <laughs> it's a pessimistic ending yes or that like yeah. leto too did not come out triumphant in it even though i feel like in the movie it they're not going to do chill. Like there's no reason to not make it a triumphant somewhat ending mm-hmm. or like paint it mm-hmm. that way. But I do think it's a total abomination that he turns into a sandworm 
and uh, <laughs> brings in um, whatever, what is it, Typhoon Warfare. And, yeah. Um, well, remember that line, too. Well, we can wrap this up soon. But remember that line, too, where Leto, too, is talking about how he carries all the souls behind him so he can't be an effective leader because an effective leader needs to be sensitive to the people around him. Mm-hmm. He can't, like, have any ego or something. Remember he was talking to Stilgar kind of early on in the book? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, he doesn't accomplish that <laughs> either. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it's also, I just, I was like, oh, when he started saying, this is, this, my skin is not my own, I think that was from the perspective of the guy who entered him and took over as Abomination. Okay, I could see that. I do think he has the my skin is not my own dream before the spice trance. I don't he has think that crazy so. dream that he talks to Gunnama about where he turns around and sees himself holding holding something and then he says that there's a terrible glove. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Well, shoot. Would have been good. <laughs> But no, no, I think it's still a good theory. And I, and I might be wrong. Maybe he doesn't say my skin is not my own. Because, yeah, that I, and, and there's no way that's not a reference to the fact that this guy's, that Leto's skin is not his right, own. Right, right, right. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It's it's unclear when when it comes to be, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. like a, hu- it's a huge freaking twist. Just the more it, like, settled in, I was like, oh, that's a really dark twist. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Which Naomi doesn't know about because it doesn't yeah. happen. So we'll, we'll get to, we'll like kind of, ex- <laughs> we'll dive a little deeper into that once we yeah. get to the end. Okay. It's uh, a major difference. <laughs> There's a few. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess right right off the bat when, uh, at the beginning of part three, I noticed that they're clearly skipping Paul's, you know, trip to Seleucus Secundus. Yeah. Which I think is a mistake because I feel like that's the feel like it's an important part mm-hmm. I, I just and i also just think it's a cool it's like a cool element of the story i'd agree also ferradin Faradin didn't get too too much screen time um yeah. would have been a good time to introduce and yeah like sort of but overall i think they did paul's whole arc pretty well yeah but yeah would have been yeah. would have been cool i agree we didn't get enough dreams in this whole thing. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't get enough dreams, exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, all the dreams were saved for part one, which you didn't see, where uh, <laughs> where Leto is just running around without a shirt talking to his dad. That's like <laughs> half of, of the first part is just him dreaming about his son. His son. Oh, yeah. nice. Okay. So, yeah, I, I think another big difference that I noticed was and hop in here anytime if you like if there's something specific you want to talk about was that they completely got rid of the idea that Ghani self hypnotized herself mm-hmm. and and convinced herself that Leto was dead because that's what happens in the book is that there's no she sees him she's she sees that he's alive and then she leaves hypnotizing herself to believe that he's dead until he can say this trigger word to awake her memories. So throughout the whole book, she thinks Faradin had her, had him killed and she wants to kill Faradin. Like, yeah, because it opens on that scene and there's like a dead tiger, right? Or a tiger. Is that, and mm-hmm. then she, uh, 
just freaks out and stabs a tiger a bunch. <laughs> yeah. Did that yeah. translate to you that like the tiger had, did you believe that the tiger had eaten Leto? Were you just like, what happened? I mean, I no, because <laughs> like five seconds later, we see Leto watching her right. Right. from oh, a distance. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciated the gesture though, for like, <laughs> being the shit out of that dead tiger, totally. like really taking out her rage. And the way it just kind of barely flopped because the CG was, like, so bad. <laughs> there had there were some pretty good sound effects for that, though. Yeah, I agree. The sound was good. I was going to say that. Yeah, I really felt her stabbing it. And then I... What were you about to say? Oh, just... I don't know. Like, I... It does kind of feel, then, that it's mean. A mean trick <laughs> that Leto plays. Yeah, it's just to make her believe that yeah. he's dead. Yeah, like, just why? And then she has no part in the plan at all. I mean, isn't it just as cruel to ask her to hypnotize herself? Uh, yeah, adjust her own memories so that so that you can be like, it's your own fault. You did it yourself. But yeah, but they yeah, came up still, with that plan together. Right. But it's still like painful to go through. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like, who knows the lasting damage? What if you mm-hmm. lost like your sense of taste for strawberries on accident at the same time? Ooh. Can't imagine. <laughs> Yeah. I have the note, did Paul turn into a butterfly? But I don't know what that re- <laughs> what that <laughs> refers to. Well, right, because he rides the... Well, he doesn't he talk to Paul and then, like, scales a wall at a certain point and there's a, there's a butterfly at the top of it. Yeah, there's something like that, yeah. I don't, I don't remember why I took that note. Okay, um. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> well, he didn't. <laughs> right. He did get to Jakarutu real fast. Like, he's just so at Jakarutu yeah. real fast. And they seem to have decided that it didn't make sense to have Shylock. 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 Yeah, Shylock. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, there's no Shylock. <laughs> That's just make fine, it- I think. And they were like, are we really going to make a second CGI? <laughs> right. Like, sitch just for... <laughs> are we going to unnecessarily drag these characters to a brand new location yeah. just because that's what happens in the book. And, and kind of just a joke, I think, that Frank Herbert was doing <laughs> for fun. Oh, the red hair. He's probably trying to say something that I just didn't get. The red herring. Yeah, I mean, it was just, you know, it's like smuggling in the location. I don't know. That's cool. Yeah. 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 There's no Namery. No Gurney, right? There's, well, no Gurney's in it. I know he's in it, but he it's just uh, Sabiha who greets him, right? Because he immediately... Oh, we hear, we hear Gurney's voice, lying. though, say, we've got your water and we've got your water in our cup. Uh, and then and then later it's revealed that yeah. Gurney was there. So, yeah, we don't see Gurney until after we see Sabiha. Mm-hmm. There's like a point where there's just this carved up body. Mm-hmm. What, when is that? Oh, well, do you mean when... Ghani kills that guy or kills kills that guy while they're fucking that girl and that guy whatever his name is the mathematician there's a part where Ghani kills someone while she's fucking him no some she the guy is fucking somebody else and she comes up and stabs oh, him oh yeah mid, yeah 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 fuck. yeah <laughs> and uh it is pretty it's funny that they put that in there. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. just like, that's... Okay, sure, why not? It did make it a little bit more exciting than, like, just two people walking around 
Yeah. Yeah. And that was the guy who controlled the Laza Tigers yeah. or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yes. don't know if that's what you're talking about. I don't remember. I honestly <laughs> wish I, I like... <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. I don't know if we're at this part yet or if it's just okay. I think to... we're allowed to jump around. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So when Leto 2 was at Jakarutu. Jakarutu. And are you saying the girl who was like force feeding him the spice? Sabiha. Is Sabiha? Okay. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't clear to me uh, is. Whose team is she on? Like, is this like... <laughs> That's a good question. Is this like the Carinos, like a Carino kind of influenced thing that's going on? Or is this like Gurney was entrusted with that task and that's actually coming from like Jessica or something? Or That's a great question because all of this is revealed in the book as a big like plot twist. And they completely leave that out. Mm-hmm. And they leave it out so much that they don't reveal anything. So they just <laughs> yeah. seem like it just seems like Gurney just wants to fuck with. <laughs> I think they have one line of dialogue that suggests that Aaliyah had something to do with it, right? Right, yeah. But yeah. Well, she says something like a trady scum. Sabiha right. does. So clearly yeah. she seems to be on the side. I think you're supposed to think that it's like part of this insurgency against the Atreides. Yes. Yes, and that she's I think you're right. like part of the Fremen that um, are against the Atreides, maybe pro Aaliyah. But that doesn't make oh, any yeah. sense because there's this huge uprising against Aaliyah. So yeah. I think she probably is part of like the anti and then comes to the side of Leto too, who later leads that whole like uprising to Aaliyah in a pretty cool okay. worm scene. I that makes the most sense, yeah. for sure. Yeah. That it's like the the Fremen contingency that wants to separate themselves from the Atreides, the whole Atreides thing. Yeah. So in the book, there it turns out they are working for Aaliyah, and that the, the Gurney was tricked into doing it. He thought he was receiving letters from Jessica, <laughs> but she was he was receiving letters from Aaliyah. And how would he uh, not know Jessica's was, handwriting? Well, Aaliyah, Aaliyah's got skills, right? Like, she can, she could probably fake Jessica's handwriting, don't you think? Well, she hasn't even seen her mom and like... Yeah, really but she's her got writing. her mom inside, you know, like, her mom lives inside her brain. Okay. Maybe they were typewritten. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they could have been, like, little emails. I think you can even tell type, though. They're type <laughs> Isn't that true? Like, you can, like... On typewriters, yeah. 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 Oh, you can tell, like what typewriter typewriter, something uh was made on, but I don't think it's unique to the individual. But they got rid of the whole Sabiha plot, essentially. They made they made her kind of like him, it seemed like at first. And then yeah, they got rid of like him (laughs) Yeah, him torturing her. Yeah. Her miserable existence. Uh, yeah. He kind of like she could have been like his Chani, and he decides not to go down that path. And instead, she basically is murdered on his behalf because <laughs> he keeps escaping. Yes, so, we're not sure about that, but it's implied. I mean, the main thing he gets from the spice trance is that the worms are gonna die, like be beautiful, kind of like living remains, <laughs> like overgrown with. Um, life. Grass, right? Grass. Like, that was when they did the whole, like, yeah, Arrakis being covered in grass, mm-hmm. right? Which I think happens in the miniseries, the original Dune miniseries, too. 
Like he, I think he he has a dream where Arrakis gets covered in in grass. Then yeah, too, yeah, looks like a Windows screensaver. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, and then, <laughs> and then I've noticed, and you know, of course they did, but there's a lot more Winsessa. Yeah. In in this, because they've got Susan Sarandon, so why not just use her until the end of the movie? So they wait. They wait for everything that's supposed to happen to her mid book. Mm-hmm. They wait to happen to her at the end of the movie so they can put in as much, you know, Susan Sarandon as possible. And that outfit that she has where there's just wires sticking out with pearls yeah, at the Yeah, I end. like them. Yeah, it was pretty outrageous. I liked that outfit. I think it was maybe the best one of the whole <laughs> <laughs> the whole series. There's been a lot. I mean, Aaliyah in particular looks like, like they... Um, just wrapped pieces of fabric around her in mm-hmm. the style of like a very early 2000s mall shirt. I don't understand why they didn't just <laughs> buy a shirt like that and instead made it from hand like very unfinished. <laughs> it was like the biggest mystery of the show. She's wearing like this tube top at one point that you've got like, at, like any, <laughs> any like, I don't know what seal and, uh, it was clearly just like made that morning. <laughs> I just keep imagining like a costume designer, like a fashion designer, dr- making these drawings mm-hmm. that are actually kind of cool. Yeah, and then they bring they bring them these like costumes, and the designers just like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> this isn't anything like what I wanted. Yeah, yeah. This probably cost you seven dollars to make. It looked it. It looked really cheap. Everything looked really cheap. <laughs> yeah. It but was real, those real pearls, poorly yeah, together. I thought Susan Sarandon looked quite nice. And I thought she did some pretty good acting in this one. <laughs> she was more fun. Yeah, she was She was more fun, sure. Uh, but you, Molly, you kept mentioning the glue gun mm-hmm. uh, on our on our last discussion. And this one, I could literally see gobs of glue oh. at the end of those pearls. Okay. Like, literally could see the glue. What um, did you think of Winsisha's character, Naomi? That's Susan Sarandon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think she's like super fun as a as a bad a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked her character a lot. I I mean, you know, I I since I didn't really, I think I did read the second book, but I never read the third book. I was never familiar with her character. Um, I mean, she seemed like she was really good at giving off like an aura of being. A bad guy that was come up with plans, but then didn't actually have that many sophisticated plans. And I kept wanting to know how that sandworm they stole was doing. Like, <laughs> is it doing okay? Is it gonna keep? Well, they all died. There? Leto says they all. Oh, died. they all died. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, and then, uh, you know, she seemed to like birds a lot, which I thought was a was good. <laughs> and she was really disappointed in her son. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also, I didn't understand at all why Jessica and, was it Hawat? Huh? Jessica Her son? came. Oh. oh. It was like uh, Jessica and then the, the hate, yeah. And hate. Duncan. That's right. It was hate. It yeah. was Duncan Idaho's zombie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, did not understand like why they would go to Seleucus Secundus to like... Yeah, I don't think they explained it well at all. No, not at all. Um, but yeah, he 
he kidnaps her. He t- he tells they got rid of all of that. Oh, and this, this is another good reason why the scene of the preacher at Seleucus Secundus would have made more sense because basically Duncan kidnaps Jessica on Alia's order, but he's already discovered or he already is suspicious of Alia and knows that he must like betray her. Um because he's going to stay loyal to the Atreides. And it kind of seems like he thinks that the preacher is Paul and he wants to be near Paul. Um, and Paul requests Duncan Idaho's uh, presence on Seleucus Secundus as, like, exchange for his um, advice to Faradin and Lucentia. So that's why he goes there. But they don't cover that in the in the in the movie, right? Am I remembering that right? No, you know that's right. They don't. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't cover it at all in the movie. And yeah, I, I don't remember the exact like way it plays out. But yeah, he promises. Does he promise that Paul will come? It must be something like that. Yeah, something like that. Also, this is. I don't. I don't know at what point I realized this, but like, what is Aaliyah's accent supposed to be? <laughs> She doesn't Royal? talk like anybody. I mean, yeah, yeah, she doesn't talk like anybody. I else think in she's the movie. supposed to just be like booming mean queen. She's like a royal mean queen. Yeah, yeah. This is a real mean queen. Mean queen accent, and that is maybe she's like, yeah, like kind of like the white queen from uh, C.S. Lewis, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Like, I feel like she speaks like that, or like Maleficent. She was doing like a Maleficent thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just like evil. Evil queen. But like highly educated. <laughs> yes, extremely and uh, uh, smart, ambitious, <laughs> cool. <laughs> I love these queens in general. Um, I had a quick note that the soup that they, the spice soup oh, that, yeah. that uh, Sabiha feeds Leto looks real thick and nasty. Yeah, it looked disgusting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like, I thought it was probably like really mashed up grapes. Because it looked like there was, like, grape skin in it. Oh, it could have been. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can imagine them being like, Let's just mash oh, no, it. smush up some grapes. <laughs> I actually am, like, I would put money on that bet that it was mashed up grapes. Yeah, mashed up grapes sounds about right, because mm-hmm. vi- it's real viscous. Mm-hmm. But not mashed up enough to become juice. It's just, like, mashed up enough to be slime. Yeah, like, it looks way worse than I think you'd guess. Like, if you were like, oh, yeah, we'll mash up some grapes. That'll look cool and, like, you know, Roman. <laughs> yeah, and then we get to the sa- sand trouts, and the sand trout are grub worms. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, like, leeches. Yeah. This, I was like, okay, they really didn't go full in on They're really, <laughs> like, just dipping their toe in this. I was really curious how they were going to handle this because, and this is the part like this is why I asked you. So he takes all the sand trout and 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 puts them all over his body and builds like a still suit essentially made out of sand trout that fuses with his body. And that's why he slowly is becoming a worm. It's, it's like because a he's mucus fused trap, with these yeah. sand trout and the sand trout are what become the worm eventually. Mm. And so that's that's and that's what gives him all the superpowers. But in this He's just got like a thing on his arm and like his shoulder. And I think they make it kind of grow throughout the thing. Well, they do because the the very first one, he's just like, ah, and he looks at the back of his hand. There's like one single mark. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Okay. (laughs) Like, I think that y'all were a little intimidated by this challenge. 
I don't know what they could have done, yeah. except for maybe make some kind of practical suit, you know, like a, like a, you know, a slick still suit, like give them some kind of rubber onesie or something to wear. Yeah, you know? I mean, it, once it grew, I was fine with it. I think it was just that initial, like, moment where I was, it, you know, they kind of just suck, suck into his skin with an off-the-camera um, slurping sound. And then he holds mm-hmm. his hand up and there's just like one little mark. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. But then, yes, his his arm gets uh, more covered in skin. It really didn't make any sense if you hadn't read the book, like what was going on. Yeah. Like you didn't pick up on that, right? That he was covering himself in sand trout and like that was what was giving him his powers. I mean, I I picked up on just that much, but there was no of like why or how does this work because Honestly. someone referred to like yeah. sand trout and you see them like squirming underneath the sand one minute and then you see him stick his hand in there and then you're like oh the sand trout are gonna touch his hand and then you're like oh they're on his hand and then all of a sudden he's like running really fast yeah <laughs> which looked great <laughs> <laughs> definitely my favorite effect from the whole movie. Um, but, Just like the blur. Yeah, but I didn't even know. I mean, I assumed that Sandtrout had something to do with the worms and that he was like, and especially once like it starts to spread up his arm and it kind of looks scaly, yeah. like the skin of the worms. You're like, okay, he's turning into a worm. But yeah, no idea how that works or why <laughs> that's happening or why he wants to do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that you get that much more detail in the book. <laughs> And all that. I mean, well, he you, tells a little story about what they used to do with the sand trout, but yeah, it still doesn't really make any sense. It's like because of the Atreides blood. This like somehow once you drink spice, the worms are amenable to drink to protecting you, <laughs> drinking your blood. Something like yes. that, uh, and it makes him able to speak to worms. Yeah, it's something about the Atreides bloodline. It like gives you an affinity with the worms. Yes. This yeah, spice. he also he also tells Paul that Paul had the option to make this choice too. That Paul would have seen this on his golden path, but like he chose not to follow that. Yeah, they keep talking about the golden path, and I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> that's yeah. what we ask ourselves almost every okay. episode. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm also like, it's unclear to me. Like, does Leto too? Is he pro war or is he anti war? Is also Paul? A question. Is Paul like? trying to create this civil war that's like brewing or whatever or is he trying to undo like some kind of like because it seems like he feels like he his fame sort of like imprisoned him or something and like caused him to become something that wasn't what he wanted to become and like maybe he didn't want to spark the you know big wars that he sparked and become the big miss you know leader that he became or whatever i don't know i think you got it i mean that's that's pretty much it like he he like he said they they have a throwaway line of exposition in the first uh, uh the first movie of the mini series where he says that he essentially says he has to undo all the things he did as a mar- you know, as a martyr, he is trying to demystify himself or demartyr himself. Leto wants to do like help him do that, like kind of like to pull away from the the myth of Muad'Dib and focus on the you know what did Jesus really mean that kind of thing. But in the book, Leto 
and they don't touch on this at all in the miniseries. Leto wants to be a, a god of war. Like, that's what he decides that the real path involves this thing that uh, will end everything. It's like the war to end all wars. It's called oh, the typhoon it's like struggle. The typhoon struggle, right. <laughs> and uh, that's to end all wars or to end, like, all of civilization? Like, wipe everything out? Well, they the theory is that all civilization will be wiped out anyway. Right, like. Well, I think we had different views on it. because no, I exactly yeah. it, mm-hmm. but yeah, but yeah, I I just saw it as a devastating war that will wipe out most civilizations and most people. But then after that, there will be like peace for like millennia. Yeah, my theory is that it's that Leto two <laughs> that in two hundred years all civilization will get wiped out. And Leto two because he can bury into the dunes will just hibernate there until he. Like can procreate somehow. <laughs> that's what I got from it. Um, so, and that's why he had to turn into a sandworm. Yeah, it's almost like there's like this whole heritage of humanity of like trying to create order, but instead just creating destruction yeah. and war. And so he's like, "I'm gonna stop being human" or something. Well, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. Except you're saying that it's like he's he's possessed by something like in the book the same way like Elias possessed by the Baron or yeah and yeah at the end he re- very end he reveals that he lied and he is abomination and he uh, accepted the help of this like tyrant ancient from ancient history yeah, yeah. oh crazy <laughs> yeah pretty crazy so. He seems to be the reason that he, like, becomes this, like, major weapon of mass destruction. But it's a good question in the movie. I'm not sure if he seems pro-peace or pro-war. Yeah, I don't I don't understand other than I, I think they're just trying to take these, like, heroic moments and just, like, build off of that and ignore the right. overarching, like, questions that are, that, you know, that you're supposed to ask while reading the book. Well, yeah, two th- I mean, so... Yeah, I think in the in the movie it definitely seems like Alia is just another empire to overthrow. They're just replaying the plot of the first movie where he comes in with the Fremen again and they they topple Alia and the Baron. <laughs> and uh it's triumphant that way. Oh, and also that oh, if like now like the big danger is that the worms um, become extinct and that everything's green. And so instead they're like bringing the worms back. And I guess because Leto's a worm, he'll help bring the worms back. That's kind of like, I think, what they imply in the movie. Yeah. I, I mean, they really don't. It's weird because they choose to include things like, uh, you know, that Fremen who shows up in front of Jessica and Aaliyah to, to talk about the, you know, the fate of the desert. But. But that they don't ties go in. into that at all. It ties in, but it it ties in, but it doesn't tie into this giant like plot that's going throughout the book, which is like the worms are going away, and the only way to get the worms back is to let all the worms die, and then have this great battle. <laughs> yeah, I guess they decide in the movie. No, instead we'll just have Leto become a worm, and then he'll help populate the worms. Like, yeah, yeah, it's not there's no imminent threat that all the worms are going to die. But also the golden path does still feel like uh, a delusion that they are all under. (laughs) 
um, and leads them to do terrible things. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the way it is in the books, too, yeah. right? Yeah. This, like, idea that the golden path is, like, a tyrannical <laughs> idea to have over yourself. Yeah. 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 So my next note was about how there's a big missed opportunity with Faridun's training. Mm -hmm. They decided to like make it cheap and like make it all fighting based. Like she's like teaching him all these like Kung Fu moves instead of making him shrink his hand down Mm -hmm. to an infant's hand. (laughs) Would have been cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And way more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of just like, oh, cool. You can move fast. Like that's not even a Benny Jesuit. Great. You're, You're good at kicks now. I think they even just created that as part of the Bene Gesserit in um, David Lynch's Dune, mm-hmm. right? Like the like you can kind of like transport yourself maybe like five feet. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's right. That he like like a video game power. Yeah, they just made that up, and it's <laughs> <Yeah>. fine. <laughs> but yeah, it was kind of cheap. And then there was definitely like a sexual tension moment with him and Jessica. Yes, a couple of times. A couple of times, yeah. But not as good as the ones in the book. <laughs> the the mommy ones where she's like putting yes. on her face, her like night cream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's running down the hall. <laughs> so yeah, there's this one scene where he's like running down the hall and he's so excited because he's just been able to. And this is a trick you can try yourself, Naomi. I don't know if Lance <laughs> has, has, has helped you try yet, but you just stare at your hand and you try and make it super old. And then super young, like look like a baby's hand or look like an old old person's hand, and um, yeah. So I don't, yeah. Give it a try. <laughs> I'm gonna try it. I'm totally gonna try that. But so Faridun gets it, and he runs down the hall at like ten at night, and Jessica's wearing like an all white silk pajama set, and she has her hair in a white wrap, and she's like clearly just like getting ready for bed, and he's just like a kid, just I don't know on Christmas. <laughs> so excited and it just has like such like mommy energy to it yeah that's really funny i feel like this scene in the in the macy's had that energy a little bit too where he like touches her shoulder and wakes her up and he's just like so excited (laughs) i liked that when sisha got a better arc in this one what what do you think her arc is well i mean i suppose her it's not any different it's just longer lasting I felt like she had more power given to her. Well, like, in the clunkiest part was where she, like, negotiates the deal about Faradin getting trained. Because mm-hmm. yeah. that was, like, what? Like, <laughs> this is weird. Like, why Jessica's supposed to be tricking her into that, but she just offers it. But it still felt like she was part of the diplomatic process. Pretty immediately when Jessica gets there in the book, uh, Faradin's like, she killed your uh, grandkids. Um, she's disgusting. I'm disgusted with her. I won't be having any part of this. There's a little fit in front and banishes her then. Yeah. Oh, it's just yeah. that, that okay. scene where he does it in the movie just happens yeah. like halfway through the book. So Ganema says, I'll have Faridun's blood on the wedding sheets, not mine. Yeah, gross. <laughs> <laughs> so nasty. <laughs> not necessary. And Irlan's kind of like eyebrow up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's she likes that. <laughs> I just found that to be strange because it's not in the book. So like, why put something kind of gross like that? Like superfluously. Hey, why get teens if you can't use them? 
<laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Paul hisses at Leto. Ah, uh, yeah, that was so weird. <laughs> Paul is so weird in this. Like, yeah, I can barely handle him. He's like some kind of rogue hacker. <laughs> He's wild. He also feels younger than Leto in it. Like, something about his, like, whole energy. He's just like, mm, like, <laughs> no, not on top of it. His energy Losing for sure. Him. Yeah, and also the terrible old man makeup they have on him cool. almost makes him look younger yeah. because it makes it so obvious that they had a push to make him look older. He looks like, a, yeah, a, a teenager who's never seen the light of day. Right, or, or a teenager that's in, like, a high school play where he's playing an old, an old person. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> We do get a scene with Gurney and Le- and Paul where uh, he calls him Gurney Man. Yes, I wrote that down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was that was nice. That was like, oh, they were on the same page. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, I like I like the Gurney Man because we even said that when we were talking yeah. about that part of the book. Well, I don't remember what happened. I, I just wrote Gani likes Faradin now? Question mark. Well, okay, because they have this huge like court scene already Uh basically where she's walking in her also botched together what period like the costuming (laughs) are we doing like what is this supposed to indicate um she has this like really weird wedding gown situation she's walking there and then she doesn't run and kill Faradin so Faradin outs Winsitia and says he wants nothing to do with her and banishes her and then she says, you're finally becoming, you're more of a man than I've ever thought you'd be, right? That's right. <laughs> yeah. It's weird, like, well, I'm proud of you now, son. Goodbye. Yeah, goodbye. <laughs> you become a man by banishing me. <laughs> okay, so that was kind of cool. And then, yeah, Irlan was like, okay, Faradin, I guess we will marry for love. So the, my favorite line in this whole thing is Stilgar saying. Yes, me too. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Wait, are we going to say the oh, same no, thing? No, I don't have it written down, but I was like, yes, what? go ahead and say it. Then I say unto you, send men to summon worms. <laughs> yes! <laughs> it was so wild out of nowhere. <laughs> to summon worms. He like really like gets it. He really in rides there. worms. Yeah. <laughs> I say unto you. And I say unto you. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a like, this is my first screenplay I'm writing. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's important, so I'm going to have him say, I say unto you. <laughs> yeah, Stilgar was absolutely different in every way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> than, absolutely. Than in the book. But I didn't hate it. It was kind of fun. <laughs> it's like, yeah. fine, sure. Book Stilgar would have been a little bit dull. This is true. Book book, book Stilgar is like, yeah, a real stick in the mud through most of the book. Yeah, so I liked that the Ghanima scene was resolved without Leto at first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Or with Faradin and everything. Like, I I liked that Ghanima got to, like, at least, like, close that loop by herself. And we also got to see Leto and Ghani meet before that battle happened. That's what you were saying. You really wished that you'd you know, we had gotten to see in the book. Is that when they kiss on the lips? Yes, when they have a little <laughs> brother-sister smooch. Yeah, that was cute. I mean, they did have really good chemistry. 
Like, when yeah. they see each other, yeah, it was like, yeah. oh, you guys are very fond of each other. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. A couple of good-looking teens. What's not to like? Yeah. What's not to <laughs> smooch? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny. So, I, I, I held on to this piece of information. The, the way the movie does not end, and the way that the book does, is that uh, Leto and Ghanima decide to get married. <laughs> <laughs> you know that kind of makes sense even with the movies because there's so many times in the movies where like people act towards each other in a way that's like doesn't make a whole lot of sense or it'll change really abruptly like people's feelings for each other seem to change really abruptly but they always seem super psyched to see each other in a yeah. hangout so Aww. It's romantic. <laughs> I guess that means I approve. <laughs> <laughs> Shipped. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, they kind of they kind of just hint at it at the end, where Faridun asks if they're gonna get married, and Ganima like kind of just starts talking about Leto, um, and how he'll never get to be married for love, and how her father married yeah. like that there will be no marriage politics. They just are like. Being yeah. around the bush, they just never. They're, come t- out they're essentially say. being like, "We know you people that read the book. We know what really happened. We <laughs> can't do that on this sci-fi original, but uh, we'll, like, we'll go ahead the and blank. let you know. Yeah. We know, yeah. yeah. You can fill in the rest if you want." And she like essentially just like makes him, yeah, her her concubine. Mm-hmm. And oh, so also when Leto and Gani meet, I know we're ho- hopping around in different spots here, but when Leto and Gani first meet, like before the you know the big battle, mm-hmm. why does Gani just laugh at Leto's skin? <laughs> She's just like delighted by it. I don't know. You know she just <laughs> sees I it. mean, it looks awful. Like it looks like it really hurts. <laughs> you think but she's, she's like, just <laughs> laughing <laughs> at him? I think that what they seem to imply, and Naomi. Okay, what did you think? Like. What did you think? Why did you think she had that reaction? I thought it was like she maybe had perceived at some point that that was a choice he mm-hmm. might make mm-hmm. and was just sort of like, oh, you did that like really fun choice. <laughs> you did that fun choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, th- I agree. I feel like she was just like, whoa, you did it. Damn. Okay. <laughs> shit. <Yeah>. Sweet. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I agree. I think that that was it. It kind of implied that that was part of their initial plan. Because he says, we did it. And I also kind of like, you know, I, I understand they've got to like, you know, truncate things. But I kind of like the way they handled the like Aaliyah seeing Paul scene. Like they yeah, combined that with the Paul scene. Mm-hmm. Like so she comes up to she disguises herself and goes out in the crowd to see him. And he reveals himself as, you know, Paul. And then they kill him. Yeah, I felt that that scene had great narrative tension that the book lacked, actually, around that whole thing. Yeah, because I was like, oh, what is? how is he going to make Aaliyah kill him right now? And I thought it was great, yeah, that he kind of, like, riles everybody up since there's already this imminent war and just says that, like, the Atreides are to blame and then Aaliyah is to blame ultimately right when she comes there. And then he's like... Sorry, sister. And mm-hmm. then she, when that reveal happens, that's when like she pushes, she like makes a motion, very emotional motion to like get him killed. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Oh yeah. 
I think they could have gotten a cheap giant plastic door for Leto to throw around. Uh, <laughs> I think, you think that you don't think the worm call that he did was enough? <laughs> the worm roar? <laughs> that was a lion roar. That was a worm roar. No, because he says he's the lion of the Atreides right after he roars. I thought he said I thought it was a worm of, yeah, like, fear <laughs> the worm, something like no. that. No, he says he's the lion of the Atreides. Remember in the book, he Why says would that he's he do the... A, why would he suddenly be able to do a lion's roar? He's it doesn't turning, make any sense. This is, but worms have made that sound. We've heard a worm make that sound. But this was distinctly a lion roar because I recognized it as a lion roar and I was like, why did he do a lion roar? And then he says, I'm the lion of the Atreides. I don't know. Oh, I thought it was also a worm sound. Oh, okay. There the, you go. Because the worms were making sounds like that when they were like coming up out of the sand and yeah, stuff. Yeah, well, they probably recorded a lion to make that worm, that worm noise. <laughs> Yeah, because there aren't giant worms, Lance. <laughs> yeah, but if you got a regular size worm to roar oh my God. and just slowed it down. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> that is an abomination in itself. <laughs> in a movie that's like clearly trying to over action the you know, the the scenes, why not let him throw that door around? <laughs> Okay, that's that's fair. I I I wasn't bothered by it because I felt like they really tightened up a lot of things, and that was fine for me. <laughs> <laughs> and they kind of let other fight scenes happen that were longer. It felt like I don't know. They're they're clearly trying to add action to mm-hmm. you know to to it because and those books aren't. So what he would have had a giant styrofoam door that he would have thrown around? Yeah, or a giant plastic door, whatever. Yeah, I, I think they know. could have done it. It didn't even have to be as big as it is in the book. It could have just been like a, a door-sized door. Like that would have been fine, and just make it look metal and have him throw it at, at a guard and have him get squash him. I just think it was real missed opportunity. All right, that's fine. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a that's a that yes, a grievance approved. <laughs> Oh, and then Leto hands Aaliyah the knife mm-hmm. to kill herself with it. Oh, so harsh. And he's just like, what does he say? Do it yourself. Yeah, do it yourself. Is that what he says? I think, yeah. Something like that. I don't think he I don't think he necessarily says exactly do it yourself. But she's yeah. like, please silence him. And he says something like silence him yourself or something and hands her a knife. Yeah, this, the, that scene was so brutal in general. Mm-hmm. Okay, what, what were yeah. your thoughts on it, Naomi? Yeah, I'm glad that you brought this up because I was like, I've been wanting to talk about this, mm-hmm. like especially like Jessica's reaction, mm-hmm. how she just so like, like she doesn't move towards Aaliyah at all. Like there's no, that's what I was saying about like people's feelings about each other seem to shift mm-hmm. kind of in erratic ways that don't make a lot of sense to me as a human. But yeah, I hated that Jessica, so Aaliyah is being taken over by the Baron very visually. And the first thing that Jessica says is, Aaliyah, control yourself. And it's just like, ew, you're like a freaking like waspy mom that's just like, oh my God, your emotional outbreak from your trauma is just disturbing to everybody. Like, pull yourself together. And it was like, "Uh, okay. Like, this is, she's in crisis right now. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's very much this moment, too, right there at the end, like, before she actually dies, mm-hmm. where she's, like, staring at Jessica, and you can tell that it's, like, this thing where she's, like, you made me mm-hmm. this. Like, this is B. 
because of you. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that her like she ba- like begs her mom in the, in yeah. both the movie and in the book like to care. That that's yeah. That's just like the saddest part. Yeah, it sucks. And then I, yeah, I felt like the actress for Jessica the whole time didn't do anything for me. I read some reviews that really liked her, but I got zero from that actress. Especially since everybody else was kind of playing over the top. She was very subtle. Um, fine. But, yeah, like, she didn't even really show any remorse. Like, she seemed to just be like, oh, poor Alia, that is sad. But she didn't seem to feel guilty, even though there were a lot of accusations. I was like, at first I was like, oh, they didn't really paint Jessica in such a bad light. But then there were, like, quite a few, like, direct, like, hey, you, uh... (laughs) Like, where Susan Sarandon is like, isn't it interesting how the mother pays, or the mother, the sins of the mother are born in the child, the children? And, um, yeah, when Aaliyah's dying words are, I want to see my brother, which is also sad. I'm sure if, maybe, okay, I'm curious if the first episode, like, built more pathos towards Aaliyah, especially, like, Aaliyah and Paul. No, oh. no, they, Aaliyah, Aaliyah didn't really have very many like key scenes. Because mm. they had this first. flashback sequence of Aaliyah being like a sweet, you know, happy person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They really, I mean, you know, it's just one episode, so they really rush it. Yeah, they kind of make it more about like her seeming kind of like she's like exploring her powers a little bit and like coming into her own but she's got a lot of teenage vibe going on like yeah i guess they kind of explore her jealousy of paul oh well that's stupid yeah what a waste she wants to she wants the prescience that he has oh yeah yeah i don't know i'm glad i didn't see it then because i was like oh i like built this whole like made up narrative (laughs) of like her and paul like really getting along and paul being good leader for her whatever like good big brother and like when he dies or when he leaves um like that really left a huge gap in her life that let the baron in um, yeah, yeah. We did. We did get the moment where she and Duncan go. I mean, hate go to to do that investigation. Yeah, the CSI one. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That's exactly what Naomi yeah. said too. She was like, "This looks like CSI." That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was like so cute. That's what a memory. Yeah. So that was brutal. It was <laughs> as brutal in the movie as it was in the book. And then immediately Jessica's like, "Okay, see you guys." Bye. Yeah, yeah, I know. What the hell was that all about? Yeah. It was so weird. Yeah, I wonder if they were, when they were making it, they thought they were going to be able to do all the books. And if they were, like, trying to kind of, like, they they were planning around that. I don't think so at all. Because they wrapped everything up pretty nicely. That's a good point. Yeah, they really played down the, like, crazy elements. Mm-hmm. Um, got rid of the, like, really, really nutty things. We didn't get a jar of Paul. Sitting next to Leto. Oh, yeah, that was so crazy. I forgot about that jar, Paul. In the book, there's this jar <laughs> sitting next to Leto when he's like, uh, like I don't know, welcoming everybody into his kingdom, basically. Or letting them pledge allegiance to him. Yes, letting them pledge <laughs> allegiance. And Ghani is like on a folding chair next to him. And Paul is in this giant urn, like seated beside him. So weird. His water. 
Is it? Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, also when they give the package of Aaliyah's water, that was like mm. a little disturbing as well. Also, how would you oh, keep yeah. it wrapped like that in butcher paper? Is <laughs> 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 really like the best way? They probably didn't have, they thought they had the full like prop and they were yeah. just like, I don't know, just have it. It'll be wrapped in paper. We don't have to show the prop. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I get, yeah. Or someone dropped it. Susan Sarandon was playing with it and dropped it. <laughs> I think she earned her check. She was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. She's Susan Sarandon. She's great. Yeah. She really, really, really uh, chewed her lines. And I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I'll bet she learned on the, like, the bus ride over. <laughs> hey, I did read, I read something else that said they wanted Susan Sarandon because she was like, okay, this is weird. She So there's the Macy's Day Parade. But there was also traditionally, like, a gay parade, like, the day before something that's, like, also commentated on. And uh, Susan Sarandon was one of the commentators, and she said, oh, that, like, that float reminds me of something from one of my favorite books, Dune. Oh, you know? So okay. they're like, oh, cool, like, we'll, we've got this. Susan Sarandon's a fan of Dune? Like, let's do it. Now it's so in vogue to like have a celebrity show up with a Dune book. They're like, <laughs> I know, sh- show popping up everywhere where like they're just holding it or it's in the background while they're doing an interview. It's a hot ticket in town. Cool. Wait, which celebrities have you seen that on? Well, I, I think I sent you a picture of uh, Phoebe Bridgers. Oh, yeah. Right. That's- yeah. But I guess the main thing is that Children of Dune ends way, I think, creepy and the book. And the movie ends quite, you know, hum- nice and sweet. Or it's not even that. It's more that I think Frank Herbert did not mean this to be a happy ending. Mm. More that. But it feels like a happy ending in the movie. Yes. Yeah. Which it isn't. I guess the I guess the first book's more happy than this one. Definitely. I mean, much bigger war <laughs> happening soon. Well, any any final thoughts? This is, I guess we should say this is our, we're taking an uh, extended, possibly permanent hiatus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're done with the first three books of the series. Mm-hmm. We may come back for the for the fourth. Uh, if we do, it won't be any time in the near future, mm-hmm. probably. I imagine. If we're still friends, we will oh my probably, God, okay. <laughs> we'll probably Jesus. see see the Dune movie and and do a, a podcast about it. Yeah, I yes. think that's probably true. Yes, yes, that we can assure you. I think Children of Dune, much less assurance there. <laughs> you mean God Emperor? God Emperor, right? God yes. Emperor of Dune. Yeah, yeah. We're certainly not going to promise that. Certainly not. But yes, definitely. If we're still friends, <laughs> we'll do a little podcast about um, the movie, which we're very excited about. I'm very excited about. Naomi, do you have any final thoughts or questions about the miniseries or Dune in general? I mean, I hope I understand it better someday. <laughs> maybe yeah. I'll, yeah, maybe I'll read the second and third book now. Yeah, super fun talking to you guys about it. Is Susan Sarandon going to be in the new Dune movie? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Uh-uh. That'd be funny if they just got the cast from be the miniseries stupid. to yeah. be in the movie. <laughs> I think I'd be like thrilled <laughs> about that. Yeah, I guess some of my final thoughts, 
about Children of Dune. I've already, of course, like gone into my little that I really think that it was. Um, I just think the whole concept of abomination is more important than I had really thought by the end of the book, especially since it was planted at the very beginning of Dune. One. Yeah, it's definitely the word abomination. Yeah, there's a reason for that, like him using that word. Yeah, and it specifically. Being so yeah, that's just about as bad as it gets. <laughs> right, and that it is. It feels very cyclical as far as like history repeating itself and being tied to one bloodline and one like history of or one like um, inherited use of power, (laughs) I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So in that way, I do. I was like, I don't know why what these books are supposed to be saying, but I think that that is compelling to me and a good use of page space while also having a lot of very fun, eccentric, quirky, like, um, plot and characters. And yeah, I think it's so, yeah, I, I like having a stronger sense of maybe what he was trying to say. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think I do too. And I think, I think like hearing your theory kind of helped me touch into what I think, uh, my 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 theory of what it's about too, but I can't put it in words yet because I just <laughs> yes. just I just got caught whiff of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, of course, it's the like religiosity of it all too. Right. Right. Like right. it's like the yes. mythical human, or like yeah, that you can't control. There's no way to maintain your individual spirit while also assuming that role, basically. Which yes. in this book he makes explicit <laughs> with abomination, yes. you know? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I like that. I think that that's a good point and important for human souls. <laughs> like a good, you know, like <laughs> should we not have or should yeah should we be open to something that can't like maintain its own human soul as like ultimate leader? Probably not. Well, so even though we're uh, leaving everyone for a while, uh, still go ahead and, you know, rate us five stars. (laughs) Tell your friends about this podcast. I'd love to be able to keep it up for a while. And as long as we're getting people listening to it, we'll we'll keep it up. Um, As in keep it (laughs) downloadable. Um, yeah, and also I want to just thank everybody for listening. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, for sure. I think one of my favorite things has been like tapping into this fandom at all because it's a great one i think it's really fun to be part of something that's like so zeitgeisty right now and also just has like a like so much rich stuff for fans to explore and like get into so i really loved getting emails from people and like hearing your thoughts and that's been just like such a major highlight of this whole project for sure. So thank you for listening and um, for anybody who's sent us an email that like has, has made an impact. <laughs> it's like, a, <laughs> a, really, it was just like such a pleasure. So thanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks a lot. All right. So until next time, so then I say, say unto you, you send them in, in to summon words. words. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the line as we were saying it. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Alright. Okay. Cool. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Holly. Thank you. They call me Dr. Warren. Good morning.